everybody, Kendra the Vet Tech here, and today we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, not necessarily medically related, but dealing with being an introvert working in veterinary medicine. Here with me today is my introvert partner in crime, Dr. Heather Hauser. Welcome back for another episode, Dr. Hauser. Thanks. Great to be here. So yeah, Dr. Hauser and I both started out in veterinary medicine as I would define us as cripplingly introverted. I don't know. What do, what do you think, Dr. Hauser? I, that's how I felt about it. I think, I think that's fair. Um, I had no idea when I first started this career, how much being an introvert was going to impact my work life and my personal life outside of work. Um, so I am in many ways still recovering, um, a recovering yeah. introvert in vet medicine. <laughs> yes. And it starts all the way back at the beginning. I remember when I was at the beginning of my career, it was something that was also a skill that I had to learn, learning how to interact with clients and even learning how to interact with coworkers because in veterinary medicine, we traditionally work 10 hour shifts. And so this is 10 hours where you have to interact with humans basically the entire time. Yeah. So it's a learning curve. Definitely. I, what, what are your thoughts about that? Dr. Hauser? What, how did you find that learning experience to be? Yeah, I think I've heard it said a lot of times that if we didn't have to deal with people, that this job would be a lot easier. (laughs) And I think I've heard the introverts and extroverts say that, but it's especially true for introverts. And I think there are some, a lot of things that we bring to the table that are really great in veterinary medicine. And one of those is the, the part where we're interacting one-on-one with clients, I find actually a lot easier. It's just those cumulative effects over the day as I interact lots of times one-on-one with strangers um, and expending that energy over and over again. And then also working as part of a vet care delivery team and working with coworkers, I'm expending energy there. And I just feel like I start the day with a semi-full tank of gas and then each interaction with a person, though I love it, takes a little bit of fuel for an introvert and expenditure of energy. And I think the first six months I spent all of my days off sleeping because (laughs) just recovering from being with people all week was really tough. Yeah. And that's what, for me, you know, a lot of people at this point in my career don't actually believe when I tell them that I am an introvert, but I am. And so for me, there's a lot of anxiety associated with interacting with people that I don't know on a personal level. So I've learned and I've adapted to interact with people for about the business, right? About the process of providing care we all have our predetermined little scripts that we give to clients on certain things. Yeah. That their pets need or treatments, courses of action. But for me, I'm that person where you see the, Oh, hello Gus. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I've seen the little sayings that say, you know, somebody says, hi, how are you? And your brain says, say fine, say fine. And you say, great. The weather out there looks really cloudy. You know, and that is, that is my brain. That is my fear, right? So when people on a personal level say, hi, how are you? I just, 
my heart rate goes up, I get a little tachycardic <laughs> and having to do these personal interactions. But it's something that I've learned the right things to say and the wrong things to say as I progress to, to get over that fear. And like I said, with clients, you know, it's a lot of scripted interactions. For sure. And I think that helps a lot. That's been something that as I've gone through my career has gotten much easier. And I think it takes less energy when you've done that conversation or had that talk a few times before. It doesn't require as much of my energy. And that's really made this a more sustainable career. And that was definitely a, <laughs> definitely a concern the first year is how long can I do this for? It was just taking so much energy. And I think a lot of the fear too is question-based, right? Like what questions are they going to ask me? What am I going to say back to it? And I feel like a lot of the questions become redundant too. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the clients ask a lot of the same questions for a lot of the same conditions. And so you kind of learn where those conversations are going to go. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, one of the strengths of being an introvert is that we like to do a lot of internal thinking and processing, and that can be really valuable in veterinary medicine. We're good observers. Those are all good things when it comes to medicine, but then definitely you have to think on your feet and when you start the day, you can't necessarily plan for everything that's going to happen and all the <laughs> social and other interactions. And so that takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of adaptation too. Definitely. That can be hard for introverts. Yeah. And especially when it comes to coping with negative client interaction, I think that that is exponentially more taxing on the introverts because there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. I know that when I was new into the field, I really liked all of the doctors that I worked with. And I took it very personally initially when certain clients would express a very blatant dislike for certain doctors on staff. And that was something that I had to kind of learn to deal with, you know, that not, not every person's personality meshes. And despite what I think about a veterinarian, someone else will not have the same opinion likely. And I don't know what thoughts you have from a doctor perspective. Yeah, I think that's definitely been an adjustment for me as well. And the hard part, I think potentially introverts, just all humans in general, and even particularly women in general, we like to be liked. And so in the, the medical field, um, that's in any field, but especially in our field, there are some highly charged emotions and we interact with people not necessarily at their best. And so just realizing that it's not personal and learning to work with different people, I think being impartial can be a little hard too. And as introverts, we spend a lot of time in our heads and that can be a great thing, (laughs) but also potentially uh, really hamstring your thinking if we're spending too much time in our heads processing all of these negative client interactions rather than kind of accepting them and for what they are and, and realizing it's not personal and moving on. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you alluded to, there's usually a deeper emotion behind whatever behavior that client is displaying to you at that time. So think about their thought process. Why are they here? What is this we're dealing with? What is this we're talking about? A lot of times, if you look at the big picture, they have a dog that has a chronic illness that they've been dealing with or having a hard time getting under control. 
they've just received some very, very bad news about the health of their very old family pet, things like that are typically the driving force behind some of these negative interactions. So making sure that we're not taking that to heart, but seeing the big picture here and everything that's going on. Definitely. And, and being empathetic, which sometimes in veterinary medicine, I think we are too empathetic. So also maintain a little bit of distance from that and not becoming too emotionally involved, but realizing that a lot of what people say and do has nothing to do with us. And we're just a part of this process. Um, and then you and I had chatted a little bit about difference between thinkers and feelers. Yes. And I think that that plays a role here too, because thinkers tend to be a little better at staying impartial about those things. I'm a big feeler and have a really hard time maintaining objectivity when it comes to those interactions. Yes. Let's back up just half a step here, just in case you guys haven't heard about what Dr. Hauser is referring to with the thinkers and feelers. It's the Myers-Briggs personality test. And there's actually four different categories that it divides your personality into with two subcategories within each of the four. So in the one particular category, there's two, two directions you could go, either a thinker or a feeler. And thinkers are people who are highly driven by the thought process and not necessarily emotion. And then the feelers are at the opposite end of that spectrum. And it's not to say that thinkers don't have emotions. I want to just throw that out there because I am a <laughs> hardcore thinker. And I believe that comes into my interactions. You know, I don't always necessarily think about how someone's going to feel about me not saying hello to them because I don't know them. And my fear-based response is stranger danger. And so as a thinker, you know, I don't, I don't think that's not in the forefront of my mind that it's going to hurt someone's feelings per se. So that's, that's a big difference there. And then I know, so, so I'm a hardcore thinker and I know Dr. Hauser, you're a hardcore feeler. So (laughs) this is a good (laughs) distinction between the two of us. And I think, you know, most people are on a spectrum somewhere in between and we make decisions differently in each situation. And certainly the same can be true of introversion, extroversion, but definitely as a feeler, it's really hard for me. I've gotten better at being impartial I think the first <laughs> six to 12 months out were the hardest because it's really hard for me to give bad news to people. And I'm always thinking about how this is going to make them feel and how it's going to affect them. And as a doctor, you have to do that a lot um, and tell people things that they don't want to hear. And so the, the combination of needing to overcome that and then also as an introvert needing to expend energy in all these social situations is, is hard to manage in veterinary medicine. I think as we develop some of those routines that you mentioned and then developing coping strategies outside of work, we can get a lot better at that, but definitely have a lot of empathy for my fellow introverts and in medicine in general, I'm sure it's hard in human medicine as well. Uh, Yeah, very true. I also would like to point out that, you know, you mentioned the, the doctor side of things, but as technicians, we're in a little bit of a unique position we're not the ones delivering that bad news. So in turn, 
how we can be utilized, especially in practices where there are several technicians is on the basis of your thinker versus feeler, right? So an example that was given to me while I was in tech school is the DVM said for a euthanasia, for example, we would send the thinker in to follow up with the treatment plan, see the course of treatment that the client elects, basically get the business nuts and bolts taken care of. And then we send a feeler in for the empathy purposes. So sitting with the client while they're actually going through the act of their pet being euthanized and they would be better suited for that purpose. So think about that within your team as well. These dynamics, it takes all kinds to provide a good, well-rounded veterinary medical team. Yeah, I think that's a super interesting. I haven't heard that way of kind of breaking down the responsibilities surrounding euthanasia. And I think that's a really interesting way to look at, look at it and think about it. And definitely, you know, realizing that our thinkers have some feeling in them as well and vice versa. Yes. <laughs> um, that we're, we're kind of on a, on a spectrum, but that's, that's very interesting. I like that. So things that introverts need to think about are like Dr. Hauser mentioned we have a finite amount of energy when we start out each day. So if we have a really long day or an especially trying day, you need to think about ways that you can decompress, recharge your batteries that are healthy for you. So it's super important that when you have your time off, you're utilizing your time off. Definitely. And I think making sure that you're not over committing. This is something that I've had to figure out as I've gotten older as well, because especially if you're working a lot of hours at your clinic um, or in your job as a technician or veterinarian, the people who love you and who you have close relationships with are going to want to see you outside of work. And that's completely understandable, but figuring out the balance between spending time at work, spending time alone and spending time pouring into those relationships outside of work is really important. And for me, that has meant cutting back on the number of hours that I spent at work because I really found that if I was working long hours, I didn't have enough time to commit to the relationships that are important to me outside of work and to commit to recharging my batteries. I was just running on, running on empty when I did that. So, uh, it looks different for everybody, but figuring out what that looks like and what that balance looks like for you is going to be super important to sustainability in this career. Yes. And like Dr. Hauser mentioned, communication here is key. So, you know, I'm, I'm married, I have a husband. And when I first started a technician job that required a lot more of my time than my previous job did, that was a little difficult for us to try and find a balance because, you know, I get home from a long day of work anywhere from 10 to 12 hours, depending on how the day went. And it was difficult for us to come up with this kind of happy medium where I needed to give a little time to him, but I still needed to have that time for myself alone to just recover from the very long day of social interaction. Definitely. I think burnout is a real thing in this field and compassion fatigue is a real thing. And 
it's hard for everyone. I think it's really hard for introverts to spend all of that time with people. So making sure that you have time to recharge, whether that's binge watching television, uh, which needs to happen occasionally, <laughs> or like doing some some more wholesome activities, you know, a walk in nature, a nap, uh, time with your animals that don't require you to talk to them, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I reached out into the community, asked for some options. A glass of wine was on multiple lists. I don't recommend that as your sole source of decompression techniques, but I will admit I, I do have a glass of wine here and there. But some other really great habits that you can get into to, to really recharge, decompress, yoga, other types of working out, recreational reading. I, I really like to ride horses. Some other things that came up were gardening, just eating, which I, baking a cake and eating it, that sounds like a great way. Jewelry making, cuddling cats. I also got a really unique response called diamond painting. Look that up on YouTube. It's a, it's a pretty cool little thing that seems like it would be great for just getting lost in something and not thinking about a lot of other things. So those are all some really great jumping off point things, ways to decompress and make sure that you're recharging those batteries because these interactions, they take a lot more energy for the introverts at the end of the day. And I will say on my part, at least it is a learned behavior. So this is where, you know, if you are an introvert, who's just starting out and you just don't know what to do, just watch everybody watch how your coworkers interact with other people, watch how they discharge patients, watch how they interact with clients, present them with treatment plans, talk to them on the phone, watch how they do these things, ask them questions. And since it is a learned behavior, you need to take the time to learn and study and figure out how it's done. I think introverts are good observers. So we can definitely learn a lot from our colleagues from our extroverted colleagues also. And then I think all the activities you mentioned sound very relaxing. Sometimes I think, especially early in my career, when people would suggest, oh, you need to spend some more time doing this or that, it can feel like a chore and like another thing on the list to do. And if you're at that point, it's just so important to be protective of your time. Uh, true for everyone, but I think especially true for introverts being protective of your time and your energy. So if you're not feeling like you have enough energy to do kind of self-healing and self-care activities outside of work, potentially taking a really good look at your work situation. And if you're feeling too burned out by the time that you spend at work, figuring out a way to make it more sustainable because we lose too many people from this field, um, too many great veterinary technicians uh, go to the human healthcare field and to other places where they can have more personal time and don't feel as burned out. And so really kind of taking an upfront look at your commitments and, and being protective of your time and your relationships outside of work, making sure that you're saving energy for hobbies and family and those sorts of things is really important. Yeah, that's a great point. You have to advocate for yourself. And it's been mentioned multiple times over the course of multiple different episodes. You need to find your team that's going to back you, that's going to provide you with the mentorship that you need and deserve. So if you're not getting that where you're at, 
find somewhere else, guys. You need to be somewhere where you're happy, where you want to go to work every day, and you don't start feeling that burned out feeling. Well, that's the points that we have for being an introvert in veterinary medicine today. If you guys have any other questions about kind of how to cope as an introvert coming into veterinary medicine, feel free to contact me at KendraTheVetTech at gmail.com, or I can be found on Facebook at my Kendra the Vet Tech page. Dr. Hauser, thank you so much for joining us again. Of course. This was very fun. And now I'm going to go read a book. Yes. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. <laughs>